All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Coming in hot is presented by Botano. The game starts now. Here are your hosts, Brent Wallace, Jason York, and Bobby Ryan. Good afternoon, everybody. Uh, Brent Wallace alongside Bobby Ryan, Jason York, as we like to say, on assignment. Uh, at least it's on a golf course, I think, Bobby, somewhere. Yeah, you he's do gonna, have he's, the best gigs. Right? Podcasting golf. <laughs> That's it. I'm the only guy here all the time. I haven't golfed yet this year. Can you play golf? I have clubs. That's the only way I describe it. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> you, can, you can bat it around with a seven iron all day. Yes. One of the things I'd like to do, although I'm terrified, is have the two of you host this show without me. I could, You know what? I would really step up for the boys one day. I, I think really? I could nail it. Yeah. Really? Yeah. The ad reads would be a complete shit show. But outside of that, I think I could, I think I could do that. Really? You just, if you send me a nerd report, I'll go right down the list. <laughs> See, I wouldn't give you a nerd report. You'd have to do your own work. I, w- I would do it. You tell me oh. when. If you want a day this off, is, you know what? You want to go, you want to go whack seven irons and hit a bucket. You let me know. This is, I, oh, this changes everything. This puts me in a great mood today. Um, <laughs> so you should get on a guest that you've spent a lot of time with, like, like Tamu or Chris <laughs> Pronger. And, and okay. I'll, you know what? I'll try and line somebody really good up on the day that I have to host so we can just fill time. <laughs> yeah. Don't do Pronger. I got a question. I, I got to ask him because he got mad at me one time in a scrum. And oh, really? 
and he's six six, and he's already on a podium, which is about six inches high, and he's staring down at me, and I just I wanted to crawl away because it was yeah, he was a minus six in the game. Oh wow! Well, yeah, he he earned that. Um, <laughs> yeah. but, like, anyway. he, he he walks around angry, man. I played with him for maybe two. I don't even know, but especially as a rookie, oh man, he was hard on the young guys. But he was oh yeah, but he was good. He was he was hard and fair, but he taught me a lot of lessons that kind of helped through my career. He uh, was he in like in practice? Would he take you out? Ruthless man. Yeah. Yeah. Like the stick would just go straight this way, right on your back, really? no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I will say it was Travis green, um, who was still in the league, my first training camp. And I get prongs. Obviously they, you know, older guys kind of take it easy through camp. You just, you're just getting by and you're trying not to get hurt by one of those fifth round draft picks that are buzzing. Right. Basically. And I guess Travis green skated by him. He goes, Hey prongs are you ever going to get out of the fucking rocking chair? <laughs> Cause he's just, he's just back there zipping it around, kind of laughing, laughing it up. But yeah, uh, I thought that was a great one-liner. Prongs has got, and I don't know him really well. And I'm, I would probably say not a huge fan based on the way uh, he would always terrorize, I guess the teams that I was covering and I'll get to that in a sec, but he's got great one-liners. Oh man. He's got some great ones. Yeah. Yeah, he does. He was always, I, I had some of the best because I came into the most veteran team in the league when I made, finally made that team. I, yep. There was just no openings to make it as a 19 and 20 year old. Right. Well, I, I shouldn't say that I made it as a 20. So 18 and 19 year old, there was nowhere for me to fit in and they weren't keeping me to play on the fourth line, obviously as a, as a you know goal scoring guy. So um, when I did get in, they had just won the cup um, and they were, you know, I had Doug Waite, Todd Bertuzzi, like, prongs tamu um getsy perry like just in george peros just some of the funniest guys and like that locker room is a blast you did a lot of good video stuff i will say that um did you watch the cup final very much in 07 i was with them um right up right up until that round and then i went home um it was obvious they were they were just getting they were dropping black aces kind of as they went and then our our group was so small they were like i don't even know if we need to keep this let's just keep five extra guys and they'll bag skate after kind of thing um i think and i remember going to vancouver with them and traveling and doing some other stuff but um no honestly no i didn't i think i watched the clinching game i was so burnt out that was my draft year um or no it wasn't my draft year it was i had played I did the world junior camp in August, went to Owen sound for camp, played exhibition there, went to Anaheim for camp, played exhibition there, came back, went to world juniors, came back, got called up to Portland, Maine. Um, I was just, I was, I was fried on hockey at that point. I think I had played well over 120 games or something, um, you know, in, in less than a calendar year. So it's that time of year for 19 and 20 year olds, like especially high end picks. Yep. It, it's a lot. It's all, you, you, I mean, you really don't have a summer to work too, like to put in the time if you're doing all those events. And when you're, you were second overall, so you were everywhere, right? You were one of the focal points. Like I think of Mason McTavish, even during COVID, he played on five or seven different teams. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah. He had a, yeah. He kind of ran the gauntlet that year. Um, and, and as the day, it was, it was a lot. The only reason I asked about watching the cup final was, when because pronger puts the elbow into dean mccammon and gets a suspension and i just remember all the hoopla that was surrounding it and 
how Anaheim was so disappointed. And I'm like, Dean McCammon is skating up the ice and prongs just boom. They have straight <laughs> elbow. Like there's not even a question. No reason to do it. No, yeah. I do remember that. I remember oh. another one. Prongs got, um, it, it was so obvious. It was going to be a suspension. And I think we were gearing up for the playoff run the next year or the year. I can't remember. And he calls the team in on the ice and he's like, um, you know, Carlisle's like, he's got something to tell you. He goes, boys, I got eight games <laughs> for whatever he did. I can't remember what it was. And we all started, you know, giving him the cheers. And I just hear guys going, and he was, you know, healthy as a horse, but the boys are like, get rested, get healthy. <laughs> like, enjoy your time. <laughs> Cause it was, it was not a cheap suspension when you were making what he was making. Right. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a he healthy one. Uh, I have to look it up before we get through the show. Uh, Okay, so we do have, by the way, if you are just joining us and don't know, Craig Anderson uh, is going to be on the show, play 10 years to the Ottawa Senators if you uh, haven't, you've been living under a rock. Uh, <laughs> a lot of those times with Bobby Ryan. So he is just getting back. I think he's getting the kids from school uh, and he will join us once he does that. Um, but looking forward to having a chat with him. There's so many things to talk about with him. Uh, I don't know if he's talked to Tom Brady, if he's going to announce that he's coming back, even though he said he's not. So uh, we'll see what it's been like for him being at home for the last little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think he settled in nicely. I talked to him a little bit, so we'll have to see, but I think as uh, when I talked to him afterwards, he's like, yeah, the, he gave me a shout. Cause he was in, I think Hilton head or something with all the Buffalo kids. And then he was driving home uh, when we chatted on the phone for a little while. And uh, he was ready. His body was ready. He was ready. So I was like, what if somebody offers you seven fifty? And he's like, I can't do it. <laughs> so, really? Yeah. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think he's healthily eating Oreos on the couch right now. Um, he amazing to me that he's the oldest guy playing last year in the national hockey league as a goalie, but we'll get to that. Yeah. Uh, Pronger was suspended eight games for stomping. That's okay. And I can't remember who it was on. I, I do remember it. Um, but I can't remember the incident. I just remember all of us going, Ooh, <laughs> that's going to yeah. be, a, it's going to be a good one. That's, that's going to be a healthy one. Uh, I, don't, I don't remember who he did it to. Uh, all right. So uh, let's get into our, by the way, we have new ad reads. I won't let, I won't give them to you. I should say, uh, cause you are, would be surprised by them. So, uh, but I will give you two. Um, I won't give them to you, but I'll give you two. Okay. You're going to get Renfrew and BEI. Okay. And I will take uh, the new ones plus potato. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. I'm <clears throat> uh, ready to go. I had to clear here, stuff. Here we I'm go. Uh, first up, as always, as I meant to say off the top, but I didn't. Uh, this show proudly presented by Botano. Uh, by the way, get your Stanley Cup picks in as it's going to start on Saturday. Uh, we will tell you who ours are at the end of the show. Visit Botano.ca or download the award-winning app. It is state-of-the-art, the fastest, most user-friendly, and advanced betting app for your mobile or tablet. Uh, have an amazing world of sports always with you at Botano. Hundreds of betting options for every event. And tri try same-game parlays with BetBuilder. Also live in-game betting and the most competitive odds in the market. Botano, the game starts now. As always, this show is held together very loose. Uh, you know what? It's held a little tighter, but you're doing a good yeah. job right now. But uh, We're rolling. Yeah, we are. But this show always held together by Renfrew Pro, which is the original hockey tape. It's the Pro Blade XT cloth hockey tape. Most important part, it's hand terrible. I don't know why we keep going over that. All tape is hand terrible. <laughs> you, you and Yorkie <laughs> all, picked this All up. tape is hand terrible if you're strong enough. Anyway. It does help with control. It's what the pros use. It's in every locker room. It's also available at every major retailer and as well as Renfrewpro.com. Um, you can 
follow them on Instagram, excuse me, at renfrewpro.com. Uh, tag your teammates for unlimited entries. Share to your story. You get 10 bonus entries for free tape Friday. Renfrew Pro, the one with the green core, feel the game. I'm going to just keep segueing for the yep. greatest transition in rolling. promo history. BEI, the show is brought to you by BEI, Bonisher Excavating, heavy civil general contractor in the Ottawa Valley, helping to shape the Ottawa Valley. When you're planning your next project, consider them for your aggregate supply needs. You can follow them, at, or excuse me, you can find them at bonishereexcavating.com or give them a shot at 613-432-1120. They're hiring across the board, but for equipment rentals and all those things, BEI is your guys to go to. And bonus, if you if you work for them, you get free hockey on Friday. Um, <laughs> as always, slow down at construction zones. BEI, Bonisher Excavating. Well done. Uh, Whoa. Now, yeah. So over the past month, I've been using AG1 as they sent it to me to try out. Uh, I do quite like it, in fact. Uh, so this isn't really a big promo thing as opposed to just my um, reaction to it. it. People ask what it tastes like. Think of it as like pineapple and vanilla. It's actually it's quite pleasant. Um, it's got 75 multivitamins and nutrients in it. Uh, it helps support your immune system. Uh, I take it in the morning, some ice and just in this shaker glass, and away we go. It's one scoop. Um, if you want to try it, uh, that we do have a deal for you. Uh, if a comprehensive solution is what you need from your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash coming in hot. Oh, finally, Bobby, uh, something that gets discussed a lot in locker rooms is the UFC fighting. I, I know that uh, there used to be a bunch of guys that would always do the pay-per-view. Well, there's a new pay-per-view coming up June 10th. Uh, this fight, UFC 289, is in Vancouver. Um, the lioness, Amanda Nunez, uh, the UFC Bantamweight champion, returns for her second reign and looks to defend her title against the surging Mexican prospect, Irina Aldana. Listen, as Aaron Ward said, if you have a nickname, there's a good chance you're a really good fighter. She's called the lioness. So I think this is without question. She will hands down win. That's basically how I how I rate this. Okay. Sorry about that. Yeah, I was, <laughs> hey, I was zoned out on the, I, I was going to athleticgreens.com backslash coming in hot because <laughs> I take a green powder that costs about half the price because, man, I tried to buy that one time and I was like, I, I'm rich, but I'm going to stay rich because I'm not, I'm not buying this, but I might buy it if, uh, it's, uh, if it's three bucks a, a serving. It's less than three bucks a serving. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, 90 bucks a month, isn't it? yeah a little less but yeah. how much do you pay for your coffee at starbucks oh buddy i got i got a jura i don't i i refuse to go to starbucks i did i'll tell you this i was an espresso guy for a long time uh the pods were cheap it just worked and then um my girlfriend mentioned she said there, there's you got to look at this i bought it it is the best purchase i've ever made so free ad to jura i uh i spent the money on a good coffee maker and that's my that's my go-to in the morning right now Okay. But but uh, AG, I, I have a I have a really shitty green powder that cost me thirty thirty dollars for th whatever. It's a dollar a scoop, but it's not close. The guy the all the guys take AG one. A lot of guys love it. Absolutely love it. It's it's you know, it's just actually it's like it's not even greens. It just tastes like a, you can put it in smoothies, by the way, for people that want to do that. It yeah. just feels like drinking some pineapple, a light hint of pineapple. Uh anyway, it's yeah. full of 
nutrients that I don't have to try and mix up in the morning and take different multivitamins. Yeah. Um, mine, mine is rather earthy. So I'm, I might make the investment here. I just, I want to go back to the UFC fight for a sec. I know we're dragging this out, but um, I want you to go to the pay-per-view if you, if you're looking for it. Um, there's a Mike Malott. There's a bunch of Canadians in it. And one of them is Mike Malott, who's highly ranked. His brother, by the way, plays for the Manitoba Moose. Um, so we always like to tie in hockey oh, nice. as best we can when it comes to UFC or there anything else for that matter. <laughs> yeah. um, he had a 39-second uh, – it's called the guillotine move. He was done his match in 39 seconds. He's he's re- he's one of the few fighters that's uh, got an impressive record in the, uh, in the match. Um, also, the co-main event, former lightweight champion, number one contender, Charles Oliveira, taking on number four, Benil Darouche. Um, and so anyway, just letting you know, uh, go check them out. That's UFC uh, 289. I want to read it like a monster truck. UFC 289. Nunez versus Aldana. <laughs> Saturday, June 10th. <laughs> That's um, good. Anyway, go check them out. UFC uh, fightpass.com. Okay. I'm going to have to text Pager on this and get some info because Pager loves that stuff. And well, there was a couple of fighters out of Ottawa, wasn't there? Because he was buddies with yes. them. I always saw them, you know, tagging each other, whatever. Well, I don't know. Did he know George St. Pierre? I wonder. Probably. I, you know what? I don't know. I, I couldn't tell you, but I'll have yeah. to shoot him a text and get some info on this. So I have, so I'm ready for the next one. So I've been trying to get him on, but it's a little tougher because uh, his general manager makes life difficult when you want to do interviews. Really? Lou Lamarillo. Lou, yes. Lou makes things difficult. Yeah. I know you'd be shocked <laughs> when I tell you that. <laughs> I would have, I would have ixnate a trade there just because I wasn't shaving every day. I didn't have the capacity or the energy for I, that. I can't believe guys still let that happen. Yeah, you would think, but I don't know, man. That guy's he's been around a long time, so people just, yeah, yes, sir. But, uh, yeah, ask Alex Mogilny what he thinks of Lou Lamarillo. I think right, he was the one that buried him after the lockout in New Jersey. Mike Mag- uh, Dan McGillis was another guy he buried in the minors because they had really? the cap come in. Okay. I remember Dan McGillis in the minors, though. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's like, and he he's an Ottawa guy. So he was, you know, oh, frustrating. Know. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you heard uh, from Andy? No? Okay. Oh, Let's before see. we, uh, by the way, uh, Pierre Dorian just on the radio talking about all kinds of things. Um, he, interesting, because basically he said when it came to Alex Debrinkit, they were going to qualify him. They were going to try and sign him to his AAV, which was closer to his salary this year. Uh, they would look to possibly take him to arbitration or trade him. I believe, Bobby, that's all the options you could possibly do with a player. I was going to, I don't know what else you do. Um, <laughs> you're not really, <laughs> way to narrow it down. We're going to do one yeah. of the five possible things. Um, but I, you know what? That's the, give Pierre the benefit of the doubt. That's the general manager, general manager's job is to cover all bases in, in the media um, so that it could go one of five, five ways. So he's got, I don't, I don't I know what you guys. Yeah. I, I genuinely don't know what the answer is with Alex to bring cat. If you can get him locked up at a number that it works for everybody, but he might not want to take less and he might, might want to change, you know, test the market. Who, who knows? Um, yeah. Uh, he can't test the market. No, sorry. No, but he can't after a year, right? If he, if the, if it's just yeah. the one you're qualifying offer, right? Right. Um, but you got to qualify them so heavily, don't you? Nine million, just nine. Um, <laughs> I don't know. 
he's got to be vague in that one. So I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, but yeah, but thanks for really narrowing it down <laughs> <laughs> between uh, Alex Debrinket and you next year. They're slated to make $10.8 million. He's getting way too much of that. <laughs> uh, also, uh, Dorian did say he's made a decision on DJ Smith. Um, and once he gets new ownership, then he'll make a recommendation from there. That's a weird way to put that. Like, yeah. We're going into July or June into the summer and the coach that wasn't like, hey, DJ's our guy. He'll be back. There was nothing that's just odd. Yeah, it's not exactly a glowing endorsement. But again, when you're midsummer and you're getting ready for the draft for agency and then you have new ownership on top of it, like he, Pierre's kind of hamstrung in this because it's like, can you go out and spend money? Can you go out and do what you want to do without knowing who's coming in to call the shots? Can you bring back the entire coaching staff? without knowing who's calling the shots. Like he's, he's, he's a little stuck. So he's got to be vague. And I understand that. Um, but for me, it, it's not a glowing endorsement. He'll, he'll make his recommendation. My, yeah. my guess is the recommendation is to bring them back and let them see it through because the team made major strides last year. Um, all right. Guess who's standing by the uh, newest member of the AARP, the American association of retired persons. <laughs> it's our good friend. Uh, who just recently had a birthday, Craig, Andy, are you there? Oh, I am. You guys got me. We got you. How are you? How are you? I'm doing all right. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I was wondering if you got stung by a few bees in the last couple of weeks with no workouts and <laughs> probably uh, eating your way through South Florida. That's usually how I plan my summers. So nothing's changed <laughs> until September when I don't have to do anything. I remember uh, I was laughing the other week when I was thinking about stories about you, and I was like, I didn't really have any. We, we had a lot of dinners together, but the one time Schwartzy was out in uh, Idaho doing a check-in on me, making sure I was working out, and I'm just grinding through the summer, trying to stay lean and in good shape. And he's like, Andy sent me a picture last week of him eating chips on the beach. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I was oh, like, yeah. I hate, I hate those skinny guys. Man. Yeah, that was my last like four years doing that. <laughs> yeah, geared up in end of August. Uh, oh, so Andy, uh, somebody in the chat has said, are you officially retired? I've actually had a couple of people say this. You are officially retired or have you talked to Tom Brady? Are you coming back? <laughs> no, there's no, uh, I haven't done any paperwork, anything like that. But uh, yeah, I, I, I've played my last game as a, as an athlete. Um, so yeah, so it's just a matter of now uh, tell my agent to make sure he doesn't call anybody. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Listen, if, if somebody came to you and said, here's a million dollars to be the backup, how long would you think about this? Uh, I wouldn't think about it at all. <laughs> I told you, man, he's pot committed. He's done. <laughs> yep. It's, he's done. It's, okay. it's unfortunate, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think moving forward, I think it's time for me to, um, you know, coach youth baseball and flag football and, um, you know, my older one's going to be 12 here in July. So there's only so many, uh, you know, more years left with him at home. So yep. again, I can't be selfish uh, for too much longer here. All right. Fair enough. I, uh, Bobby did hire a private investigator and we've ch been checking out uh, what you've been doing since you've been retired. We have a couple of pictures we'd like to show you. Um, Gavin, if you have them ready, I'd like you to post them. Here we go. So, uh, oh, uh, there's you mowing the lawn. That's very, very, very nice. 
Are you riding the golf cart? I've done that uh, a few times. <laughs> <laughs> What's next? Oh, there you. This is a different golf cart. Of you down, must be going to get the mail. Uh, let's see what else do we have. And finally, oh, the Sens golf cart. That's a very nice jersey you have. It's like <laughs> baby blue. Nice. With all those <laughs> retirement places down there, Andy, I, I feel like the boys kind of buried you. I hadn't seen those pictures either, but they just keep putting you on motorized scooters, man. <laughs> That's all right. You see the new golf cart we're going to get for the golf course. Did you get dialed? No, I mean, I've, I've played once a week for the last four or five weeks, but uh, dialed is uh, hitting the ball sometimes good is dialed for me at the moment, yeah. Well, I, I meant the golf cart. Did you deck it all out and do it right? No, we got to go pick one out. We're, uh, the wife wants one for the neighborhood. Um, <laughs> you know, so I think that's next on the docket list. I don't know. Have you guys seen those mokes? Oh, how great are those? So yeah. we're, we're debating between a, a moke and a golf cart. So we'll I'm, see where that goes. I've been looking at them too. They're unbelievable. I have a I have a golf cart in the garage for around the neighborhood as well, but I I. I can't put the kids in it because they face backwards. It's like one of those two forward, two backwards, and I, it drives me nuts and terrifies me. So I'm looking at a moke as well. Those things are incredible. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I just walked to the mail. Um, <laughs> so, Andy, I got a lot of questions to ask you about your playing games and all that stuff. I feel like I should just start with your last game. Um, where does that game rank for you? So for people that weren't paying attention, you played against Ottawa in Buffalo. You won in overtime. The family's there. Uh, it was wild to watch. It was pretty, actually, it's emotional. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, that particular game? Um, I think fate. I think it was just fate, the way things played out. It was just, who would have thought that, I mean, prior to that game, I think we were still kind of in the mix. Um, you know, and I hadn't played in like two weeks, three weeks, so um with Devin Levi coming in and, and kind of being the hot hand there so it was kind of fate the fact that we were out the, you know the game before we were knocked out the last game at home was against you know my former team and to, to finish it in overtime I think it was just it, it was meant to be the way it was supposed to go um so for me to to end on that note it was pretty much ideal because Chucky asked me in early in the game if it was my last game and I didn't answer him but then by the end I did answer him there was there was, like an inc- there was an incident in the third second period I think I fell down uh and my leg cramped up and I'm like all right this is it that's all it took <laughs> if yeah I mean you ended up winning the game but I would have said yes to Brady right out of the gate so he would have stayed out of your crease all night <laughs> he would have just given you the benefit of the doubt and stayed in and given you some space yeah fair enough uh but no it was it was it was an emotional night um you know I think everyone kind of came in for that game knowing it was going to be the last so for me to, to say that, you know, I'm going to debate here and, you know, be hush and, and try and make a decision later. I think any decision has been made and it's pretty obvious. I will say yeah. um, the one thing I really liked uh, is you actually taking the time to soak that all in. And the reason I say that is uh, as fans, we watch you we watch all the athletes perform on the ice but we rarely get to say thank you at the end like bobby didn't get to wave to everybody as he left the ice this one was i just this was really cool i actually appreciated the fact 
that you soaked it all in and you appreciated the love that came back to you at the same time. Yeah, I think that was uh, not pre-planned, but I mean, I think that was kind of talked about. I know numerous people had came up to me and said, Hey, make sure like, if this is it, you know, enjoy it. And, you know, you are appreciated, blah, blah, blah. Um, you know, and I think, having the win helps too that you know you're not in a bad mood um and then like i said the gesture from brady you know and and all the send guys that you know 90 percent of that team i don't even know so um <laughs> you know the handful of guys that i do know or played with you know that, that those were the catalyst for for them those guys staying out and making the moments you know memorable right it's, it, no one's gonna remember the, the score of the game or what the shots were et cetera, et cetera but everyone will remember the event that happened after with, you know, both teams being out there and, and just the, you know, the situation that, that, that kind of what had happened. Uh, yeah. There's not a lot of time after a game for you to sit in a locker room before it gets opened up to the media. I think it's 10 minutes at best. Uh, what were you doing in that time? Did you just sit there? I, I guess, what was that moment like for you? Oh, we were getting ready to go to Columbus. So we were like, oh, I'm right. jump. We were out of there. Oh, wow. Um, I didn't realize that. You guys, had, I, uh, I thought your season was ending there. So I didn't realize. They had one more game. Yeah, we had one more game. Did they, buddy, <laughs> but I, I had dinner with you and they had three, you already had three goalies in the mix. They didn't leave you home and let you just enjoy it. Yeah, no, I know. Um, actually, they were, we talked about it, but then, uh, so Kevin was great. Kevin's like, you want to stay, spend the night with the family, blah, blah, blah. That's fine um and then what we ended up doing was uh, i talked to nicole and the kids and they all came to columbus so oh, we nice. all spent the day in columbus and uh we put uh, jake and levi in a oversized hockey bag and threw them on the plane that's awesome that's awesome <laughs> I, I gotta well, say by the way you fuck i told you i texted you on your last day i knew it was your last game um not because you told me i just knew I, um and you, you fucking ghost at me on game day. <laughs> I, I think we were remember. doing a show. I sent a really, <laughs> I sent a really nice text over. I think you told, and then I sent a really nice yeah. text over and I got ghosted. Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. I'll apologize for that, but I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember what I did yesterday. So looking back <laughs> to, to April, I don't, I don't, I mean, I'm sure the, the message is there and I'm sure I texted you a few days later. Maybe I didn't, I'm not sure, but you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. We, we, we connected. I think there was a lot of messages coming that way. Uh, I think everybody assumed it was the last one. So there was a lot of, uh, you know, information coming in and yeah. you, know, you try to get to everybody, but at the same time, we were also trying to rush to get to Columbus. Yeah. Uh, how much money did you put on the board for that game? Gosh, people still put money on the board. You're so cheap. I, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> I don't know. There's been a few team dinners and whatnot that's been put up. I mean, I don't know what it was. I, whether it was a thousand or maybe probably a thousand, a thousand for the trainers, I would think. We don't do anything small. Everything minimum is like 500 with, with Buffalo the last couple of years with being on the board. It's not like the old days where we'd have a full board Saturday and, you know, uh, everyone put up 50 bucks. And I was like, all right, cool. Yeah. Um, you know, and you're dragging out random stats on everybody just to try to get them to put money on the board. That was kind of, that's <laughs> yeah. the way it used to be in Ottawa. Well, that was yeah. painful. When I first got there. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I was told Brad Joyelle was classic for that. Who? Were you, were you there for Brad? <laughs> was he gone by then? No. So 
there was a no. few guys that would just find ra- random obscure notes and no, that was Neiler. No, Neiler had the, the but, thing in the stall the whole time. Like, oh, yeah. anybody's was it anybody's third assist against their fourth team they played against? <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I was like, I remember one time I was like, well, Neiler, I didn't know you could read. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, uh, Chris Neil will not be on our show ever again. Um, <laughs> you okay? I got There's so many things to get to. People have asked a lot of questions. The other thing before we get into Ottawa is. One of the nights that kind of got swept under the rug was you get your 300th win. You become one of 39 goalies in NHL history to get 300 wins. You are one of six U.S.-born goalies, I think, at 300 wins. It's the night Jack Eichel returns to Buffalo. So it was completely overshadowed. And I want to know what that game was like because it had all the makings of a lot of entertainment value. Yeah, there was a lot of booze that night. I know that uh, every time Jack touched the puck, he was booed. Um, I think that was last season, two seasons ago. So we were, you know, a 10 game below 500 team. You know, we had to find um, moral victories in kind of a losing season, right? So you had uh, the 300, you know, that was Jack Eichel's return, which ended up being my 300 win. You had the game, the outdoor game in Hamilton against Toronto. I mean, there were certain milestone games that, that uh, you know, the RJ night um, when we retired RJ's name up in the Raptors. So the, the team took huge strides and that those, those type of event, those type of nights were the nights that the team took strides and showed the growth um, and the potential. And, you know, I think we all kind of had it out for, Jack, I mean, I never, I didn't know Jack. I didn't, he wasn't in the room with him, so I have no idea, you know, um, you know what his demeanor was in the room or how he was perceived. So, but I think it was just a matter of fact. I think as an organization, you had the whole fans, right? The only thing that changes, you know, players change from year to year, management changes from you know year to year, whatever it might be. But the fans stay the same, and the fan base wanted to win more so than the players, I would think. Yeah. And yeah. that was yeah. that was the energy we were drawing off of. Um, you know, I think Oki is is good friends with Jack. I think there's multiple guys in the team that know Jack and know him well. And it wasn't, you know, we weren't mad at Jack. Um, you know, Jack got to look out for his best interests, and that's what he did. It's just the fans were upset with Jack. Plus, you know, that he, they were upset with Jack, and that's kind of the way it played out as, as a player, you just go out there and do your job and you feed off the energy of the crowd. And that was the energy that night. Uh, it was, it was interesting. Cause then Jack at the afterwards just said something about the Buffalo fans. And I know it set people off again. <laughs> yes. yes. I don't remember what he said, but yes, it was, it was literally, um, you know, it was a win, not for the players. It was a win for the fan base that yeah. night. And yeah. You know, I think he got his revenge last year when he scored three or four goals against us and, you know, got to pretty much wave his middle finger to everybody. Um, <laughs> he might do it again in about two and a yeah. half weeks when he wins a cup. Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? I don't know. So, Will, I'm going to get to that after. We're going to get your pick on who you want to win. Do you want Colin White or Mark Stone, Jack Eichel? Are you allowed to pick? We'll get to that in this, later. Um, we have... Uh, we call it arts and crafts. As you can see, I've got uh, your 300 wins as a U.S. born goalie up there is um, what you've looked like through the years with your headshots. Um, oh, God. And we got I, I even have Guelph 
as we start this. Uh, I, you've ate, well, I don't know if you've aged a lot, but you've, you've certainly had some stressful moments, I'll say. Uh, you, wait a second. When, when did the hair start running away from the eyebrows? Uh, oh, just, it's, it's, you can see it. We're going to see yeah. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was early. Eh? It, was, it was early. Oh, yeah. oh, here we go. Okay. There's Guelph. Look at this guy. Yeah. There's Chicago. It's, it's thin up top there. You can't, you can't get the overhead. Yeah. Uh, Colorado. You the, where's the Florida one? You forgot the Florida one. I couldn't find Florida. Oh, that's too bad. I got lots so there's of a Yeah. And then I think this is your last Ottawa one. Goes to Washington. And then finally, you're happy in Buffalo. <laughs> yep. Look at that. Hey, I'm out to Guelph. So anyway, um, how would you assess overall your career since you lasted 20 years in the National Hockey League? You were the oldest guy in the league last year, which I'm not making fun of because as a goalie, that's a crazy stat. It should be easier to play goalie longer. You're not supposed to have any knees left. No. I don't know. You don't play that two. butterfly wait, style. Wait a know. second. He doesn't go down. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> what I was about to up. say. Yeah. 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 The guy, yeah. I fell on the ice more times than he went down on the butterfly. <laughs> yeah. Valid point. I think, I think, uh, yeah, I think it was enough. I mean, listen, you learn as you go. You, you try to figure out what works for you on a daily basis, on a, on a monthly basis, on a summer basis. And I think, um, you know, my first five, six years pro it took me a lot of, it took me a lot to learn to get to where I was. And then, um, kind of in the middle of the career, you, you put in the work and then at the end, it's a matter of finding someone that falls in love with you. I mean, there's, you know, there's 64 guys in the league. There's another 30 guys in the minors that could probably play in the league. And it's, it's a matter of finding a staff that, that falls in love with you, that thinks that you can do the same job as somebody else, but also bring you know an x factor to the team to the table for for whatever that might be and you know for for being a veteran guy being uh the calming you know calming force whatever you want to call it i found a niche that that uh, allowed me to, to to continue to play it wasn't because i could stop the puck better than 64 other guys that's that was definitely not the case um, but I was able to give my team a chance to win on a nightly basis and then also provide some guidance for the younger players. So did you have more fun at the end or the beginning of your Is that your question? Yes. <laughs> it's different. I mean, you're, you're at a different stage in your life. I think the end was more fun because I understood my role better. There was no stress of, um, oh, I need a contract. I need to do this. I need to do that. It was more of just go out there and play the game you love that you played for so long. And if it didn't work out, I got to go home and hang out with my family. So either way, it was win-win. So there was a lot less stress towards the end, which probably made it a lot easier and a lot more fun. At the start of your career, you're always battling with someone. You're trying to, okay, this guy, I'm better than this guy. I'm better than that guy. Why doesn't the coach play me? And you kind of get in your own way and, you know, and then once you're in the middle stage of your career and you're making all that money and you're supposed to be this guy and now you get the pressure from the fans and you put a lot of pressure on yourself to live up to what your expectations are. Um, so it's just, those are the kind of different, different avenues that you kind of go through as you play the game. And at the end it's, it's stress-free yeah. so to speak. So you can enjoy it more. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, 
for me, actually, my last game was a preseason game against Andy. Um, did you play that game too? I don't remember if I played or not, but I remember I sitting at the red line with you and <laughs> you yeah. were pretty much going home. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I was like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm playing this game. And I was, and then I talked to you after the game, but I, I, I knew whether they, and they, you know, ultimately did offer me a contract to f- figure out a way, but they were going to waive me. And then I, I knew where I was going if I got waived. So I was like, none of this makes sense. I'm just going home. I was, I was ready. I told you I was ready. Um, then but at the same time it's stress-free i remember one of the young kids in detroit asked me he's like well what if you don't make the team what are you gonna do and i said if worse comes to worse i got a great place in idaho and i'll be there in 24 hours right like that's yeah. it when you get to be stress-free that's when you have the most fun like my last year in detroit was a COVID year and it wasn't an enjoyable year because if you know you didn't get the full experience in your last year but it was such a good year um with a great group of young guys so i had a blast at the end did you like the group in uh Buffalo, Andy, just that young, up and coming, almost like Ottawa is right now, a uh, bunch of young stars that just want to try and win and fight it out. Yeah, I think that was um, an enjoyable. The last two years were really enjoyable. I, mean, I wouldn't have gone back. I mean, I was on the fence last summer about going back. And I think we'd made so much, you know, so much strides, so many strides the previous season towards the end. I mean, at the end of that season, when I kind of came back from my neck injury, we were, gosh, I mean, I think we were like on pace for 98 points or something over our last 30 games. So like we actually played really well down the stretch and it was like, all right, I can't leave this kind of, I felt like it was unfinished business. Um, you know, when I kind of sat back after a month or two in the summer, I was like, all right, I got to go back. And now, um, you know, the guys, when you have a young group of guys, like most now, most young guys all have girlfriends or wives or fiancés, and that's just kind of the way things are going. Um, it's not the way it used to be where, you know, you're 28 single at the bar, getting drunk every day. Now it's, it's more of a team camaraderie. You try to find things to do as a group and um, you know, it makes that whole feeling of, of gosh, I guess, I wasn't really, I felt like a parent, but I wasn't a parent. You were, you were a parent per se, but you were also like, you were almost like the uncle, um, <laughs> the crazy, hang, the crazy uncle hanging out, <laughs> hanging around with the young guys. Um, you know, you were able to kind of pick and choose your spot. If you didn't want to hang out with the guys, like it was like, it wasn't, you know, you wasn't frowned upon. Cause like, Oh, he's old. He's going to bed. Um, <laughs> as fast as bedtime type thing. But yeah, I mean, it could, the, the, once you get a good group of guys and, and you got, you know, I think we've we've all kind of experienced it. Um, when you get a group of guys that you really want to be around, um, you know, there is no there's no like second thought. It's just like, all right, let's go play, let's go hang out with the guys, let's just let's go do this thing. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, All right, so... I want to get to Ottawa, and one of the things, and Bobby talked about this too when he got traded to Ottawa. I was like, uh, "Where the hell is Ottawa?" Uh, so, when you were told you were getting traded on trade deadline day for Brian Elliott uh, what, from Colorado, what was your reaction? Um, well, it was like two weeks before trade deadline date. Um, to be honest with you, since you don't know your dates, <laughs> um, I was actually driving to the rink in Colorado for practice and I got a phone call from the GM saying, I'll turn around, go home. We'll bring your stuff to you. And I was like, Oh, all right. And, um, called my agent. He had me turn around and go shake everyone's hand and say, thank you. Um, it was just kind of a weird, totally weird time there in Colorado, the way things were run. Um, but anyway, so I ended up going back, getting all my stuff. And then, um, Ottawa played that night and they didn't have any goalies because Leclerc was on the IR. And so it was Elliot and Leonard were the only two active guys. So we actually had to get a, a PJ to get from Ottawa to, or from Colorado to Ottawa in time. So like that was just kind of a whole weird day, you know, eight, eight, eight 30 in the morning, you're getting the, which was what? 10 30 Eastern time. So it happened pretty early in the morning. So there's plenty of time to like pack up the house or pack up whatever I needed to. And Nicole was, Pregnant with with Jake at the time, so like she was left there for a week, two weeks to pack up the house and get everything going. But um, you know, getting to Ottawa, I think I landed at like I don't know six fifty at the airport. Um, you know, it was just kind of just kind of a weird day. Um, you know, came in halfway through the first, sat on the bench. You know, it was just <laughs> Pascal Leclerc comes off the bench. Yeah, it's kind of like the emergency. Um, yeah, I mean, it was just – it was it was an interesting uh, turn of events, that's for sure. So did you know anything about Ottawa? I knew we'd played there in the past, <laughs> and we beat them. I know that. Um, no, I didn't really know anything about Ottawa. I didn't – I had a general idea of where it was, but, uh, no, I didn't really know much about the town or the people or the team. Uh, all right. So you ended up playing 10 years in Ottawa. Um, did you expect that? And you have every, nearly every goaltending record for the Ottawa Senators, except shutouts, which uh, Patrick Aleem still has. But I think 
this would be a perfect time for you to blame the defense that was in front of you for this and not your play. No, I blame, I blame, uh, uh, gosh, I mean, I probably, I don't know, blame the top. We didn't get enough good enough players. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, mean, you, I mean, you can point the finger everywhere at the end of the day, I got to stop the puck. So it really ends up falling on me. Um, you know, I think there's some memorable shutouts though. I think the three, nothing win and the outdoor game, I don't know how many goals mm. that out in the outdoor game. Um, you know, but as far as, you know, Laleem had a, he had a great team in front of him. Um, when he was there, that team was, was pretty dynamic. Uh, so, but you know, it is what it is. You can't, you can't live, uh, with regrets. Um, you know, had, had a good time there and, um, the stats are what they are, you know, would I have loved to have played the last three years there also and kind of do the same role I did in Buffalo? Sure. But it didn't, uh, it wasn't the case. Were you disappointed in that? Um, do you uh, tell me how it went down? Uh, so we had COVID ended the season and then everyone had zoom call meetings with, uh, with the staff and, uh, you know, DJ got on there and said, you know, I didn't know much about you. I you know, heard certain things about you, but you know what? I actually enjoyed having you as my goalie. I'm like, all right, cool. Um, Pierre got on and his, you know, he spoke for all of about 12 seconds and said, yep, uh, we're not going to bring you back. I'm like, okay. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and, then, and then the conversation ended. Uh, there wasn't much. Really? There wasn't much after that. No. Yeah. But I mean, they're not going to critique your season, right? Wally, like, <clears throat> Okay, but you just spent a decade. You are the franchise's arguably best goalie ever, and you get 12 seconds? I mean, that's probably a hyperbole, but, um, yeah, it was very Well, it's not the first time I've heard it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Andy and I have had this conversation off the screen. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, like I said, DJ spoke first and Pierre spoke second, and there wasn't much to talk about. I mean, we're not bringing you back. Okay, like, you want me to sit here and argue with you about why you should bring me back? I mean, that's pretty much the agent's job, right? Like, the agent can go there and sit there and and take all the – the negativity from what the GM wants from you. And this, this is the reasons why we're not bringing you back. And it's like, I get it. You don't want me. I'm not going to sit here and, and fight with you on, on a zoom call, uh, <laughs> you know, 4,000 miles away while I'm looking at palm trees, you know, I texted uh, during my year end meeting, which was over zoom as well. They didn't tell me they were buying me out. Right. I had no clue. So I had to sit there for 45 minutes talking this and, you know, Pierre's rambling on and I'm texting DJ. I texted DJ. I was like, you gotta be on a putting green somewhere right now. <laughs> Cause he was just, he wasn't even looking or paying attention. So DJ turned, you know, text me back. Ha ah, good shit. And then I got my call like, I don't even know what the time frame was between them. And I was like, if you already knew, just tell me then. But I think you had to wait for a certain date or whatever it might have been to put me on waivers for that purpose. But I was like, just tell me so I can start to, you know, plan the rest yeah. of my summer or life around it. Kind yeah, of a, you got, yeah. you had cats to look after. Right. right? Um, <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, so do you, I, I, I guess the, then the game that you came back to Ottawa, um, were you uh, happy to be able to say goodbye to the fans, if you will? Yeah, that was that was enjoyable. I mean, gosh, how did it play out? Did I don't think I started that game, did I? No, or did didn't. I? No, yeah, no, no, you didn't. I didn't. So I got the tribute sitting on the bench, and then 
um, which was awesome because you could fully enjoy it. And, you know, um, you know, Brady came over the bench and he goes, make sure you stand up and enjoy this, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> um, I didn't even know what was going on. I was just kind of like in la la land. Um, I've been known to kind of fall asleep on the bench from time to time. That whole, you know, enter the old joke here, the old guy joke. Yeah. Okay. Um, so then, then Chucky ended up in the second period falling, like falling on um, Eric Comrie and Eric tried to play through it and like played one more shift and then came out of the game. So like I ended up going into that game and uh, we ended up losing that game. And then the next game we were up there, I played, but um yeah, it was just kind of it was kind of nice not to start that game, because um, I was able to like go see Basil and go see my buddy Bill and kind of just kind of gallivant around Ottawa in the afternoon as opposed to like taking a three hour nap and like being all like dialed in for a game. It was kind of like uh, I went and kind of morning skated, or maybe I didn't. I don't even remember. But anyway, so like whatever. I just I was able to kind of go do kind of as I please that day. I went and sat in Johnny's office for, gosh, I got there at like 3.30, 3.45. I think I sat in there all the way to 5.15 till the meeting. That's awesome. Um, yeah, like <laughs> some of the other players were coming into Johnny's office like, I know with Andy, but like, can we go get some tape? Can we get that? Like, because <laughs> you, had, you, had, you had Brom in there, you had Johnny, Coxie, you had Alex in there. Like all five of us were sitting in that office just kind of killing time and like, I think the Ottawa guys were a little annoyed by it, but, um, but <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that was my miss? Will you miss uh, that the most? Yeah. I mean, I think you miss the group chats. You miss coming around the guys. Um, you know, if you get into coaching and player development of some sort, it's still not the same. Yeah. Right. You're no longer the uncle. Now you're like the redheaded stepchild or stepfather, right? Like, it's like, all right, what's this guy doing here still? Yeah. Um, whereas like when you're still playing, even though you're old, you're, like, you're still kind of like, you're still in the mix. You're still in the trenches with the guys, and that's that's what you're missing. And um, you know now it's going to be a little bit different if I do end up taking some sort of uh, you know advisory or coaching role, whatever it might be. Oh, what are you going to do? I don't know. I'm going to coach youth baseball and youth flag football at the moment. But uh, you know, you never know. When the kids tell me to go fly a kite, I guess I'll find something else to do. Okay. <laughs> um, there's been a couple of questions. I want one of them is uh, by Chicken Run on Twitter. Which playoff round is he most proud of? He went toe to toe with Lundquist, Price, tooth to tooth, uh, and Rask, and beat them all once. Uh, do you have a particular favorite? Um, gosh, I mean, they're all like when you get in the playoffs, it's you know everybody's good. You know, it's it's you know there's always that's what creates those rivalries when you're playing in the playoffs against the same team over and over again. But you know, I think there's always the comparison. Um, well, between you know not between me and anybody, but like everybody puts price on this pedestal. Like he's, you know, potential hall of famer, probably he's going to get in Lundqvist potential, probably a hall of famer, um, you know, and, and to be able to go toe to toe with those guys and not have the same um, kind of following or the same, you know, that same type of uh, hype, you know, hype is what it's a good word for it. I got you, um, buddy. <laughs> but I mean, like, I feel like I, I, you know, there's, I mean, you're, you're one of 64 guys in the world doing the, the, at the top of your yeah. profession. So like, you know, for me to, to, I can hang my hat knowing that I did beat those guys in a, in a best of seven. Um, you know, I was able to, to put up numbers that were close to those guys. Um, you know, like I said, it's one of those things where 
sometimes when you, you know, you're better than you, sometimes you're better than you think. And sometimes you're not as good as you, you don't think you are too. Um, you know, like I, like I said, I wouldn't put myself in those guys categories. Some people might argue it. Um, but I'm, you know, I know where I was, I know what I was able to do. I knew what I brought to the table and, uh, I was, you know, completely happy with, with kind of what I was able to do with, with my limited abilities, according to some people. Limited ability. That's it. It wasn't limited. You just wouldn't do it. <laughs> just Tom Barrasso style, all practice long. <laughs> but it worked. It worked. Yeah. We 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 were one of the few teams in the league that were like, we can't give up 15 shots. We'll lose. We have to give up 41 if we want to win. Because if Andy's feeling the puck, you got a chance. If Andy's not and he gets bored back there and he starts staring at ads and people in the stands, we're like, he's there's one's going in from the corner. Yeah. No, I mean, like I said, it's it's one of those things where every player is different. You know, Chris Osgood couldn't play on a team that gave up more than 20 shots, you know, and if yeah. they had 400 wins in the league. Um, you know, everybody's different. Every team has a fit. Every goalie has a fit for a certain type of play or a certain team. And, you know, when you find your niche, um, you know, you gotta, you gotta stick with it. Yeah. Agree. Did you buy yourself a retirement car at all? No gift. Find no. the moke. Find the moke. Yeah. Okay. So those things are, those things aren't cheap. <laughs> those uh, things are not cheap. My favorite question might be of the day uh, from Tesla Canadian dad. So you might know where this is going. Would Andy ever consider buying an electric car? Mm, not necessarily. No, not at the moment. Can't see it. Mm-mm. No. What if I the Corvette came in electric? It's coming in electric soon. I won't do that. No chance. Uh-uh. <laughs> I mean, I, if, I, if I ever see Andy, if Nicole ever makes a post or Andy never makes a post, of him charging I mean, the vehicle, mo- the, I'm going to absolutely assault you. <laughs> the moke is the moke's electric. Does that count? No, that doesn't count. That's a neighborhood putz around <laughs> thing. No. Uh, I mean, I think the new Ferrari is like hybrid, right? So it's got like 780 horsepower with like, you know, the V8 plus the electric, electric motors. So I don't know if that counts. I think we're going to be driving them eventually, buddy. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll get into the conspiracy <clears throat> stuff when they when you drive too much and they shut it down on you. <laughs> well, that's only in California. So, <laughs> when uh, definitely not in Florida. <laughs> Bobby always commented, and so did Meth, that you three basically were the early dinner crew. Um, I want to know how often Bobby would pick up a check. He'd do it all the time and give it to me. <laughs> <laughs> he, Wally asked me earlier how we paid. And I was like, you know what? I don't really remember. Did we just switch on and off? Did we all just put a credit card in and pay our share? I can't remember a thing. Don't remember. I know you guys used to complain when we go to Montreal and, and we get hosed at that one restaurant. And we'd be like, okay, there's no prices on the menu. It's 150 bucks a guy. Here you go. Like, yeah. Division. We didn't even know what we ordered. <laughs> yeah. You, didn't know yeah. What you, ordered, you, never, you know? never did order. They just, brought stuff that came out and they're like this one's on the house and then it was on the bill at the end <laughs> thanks uh so did did you enjoy hanging out with bobby for dinner like what's he like for dinner um i don't know I'm just like going out to dinner with kind Is it of, like three old guys at the time i mean i don't know normal <laughs> just, yeah, yeah like I, that's 
You, I mean, you order food, eat food. Talk. I mean, usually Matt would like to go grab some uh, ice cream after somewhere. He could find some convenience store. And he was pretty popular yeah. with that, but uh, I tried not to do that. You know, watch my figure. Yeah, mm. yeah. So um, I was gonna, we we were the early birds because we. I mean, even when we would ask other people, they'd be like, "Yeah, sure, we'll meet you in the lobby at seven thirty. We the three of us were like, "No, no, no, no. no we're getting back at seven thirty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, not Chad. So, uh, what was discussed at dinner then? Politics? Uh, was there any hockey discussed? My guess is no. I don't know. I mean, I think math pretty much carried the conversation so we have to check with him uh i'm pretty quiet and bobby doesn't say much either um yeah, yeah you'd have to check with math on, on that one yeah he did i had to i have to really turn it on for the show wally you don't even understand <laughs> like i i take a cat nap after every show <laughs> no no i can tell sometimes yeah <laughs> fair enough <laughs> fair enough uh okay so um you actually own a couple of NHL records. I don't know if you know this or not. Uh, only goaltender in NHL history to record, record multiple performances of 40 or more saves and one or fewer goals in a single season at age 41 or older. You're also the oldest goaltender to record 50 record. or more saves in a single game. <laughs> These aren't the records you want, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody wants to have a record of some sort. True. That's true. Yeah. Are those the only two? That's all I can find at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. I had another one, but Tim Thomas broke it like a month later. Oh, what was that? That was, uh, I think it was 07 or 08. Yeah. It was, uh, I back, it was back to back one, nothing shutouts on the road with 40 plus saves. I think it was. Oh yes, I, be, I, I beat the I beat the Islanders one nothing, and then I played like two nights later in Boston. We won one nothing, and then like literally like thirty days later, Tim Thomas did the same damn thing. <laughs> I got you. Yep. Come on, Timmy, get back yeah. in a tree stand. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't even know where to go with that one. Is uh, UK? So there's obviously the moment in Edmonton that's I that would probably stand out as the arguably the most memorable game um, outside of that. Is there a favorite game that you have as an Ottawa Senator? Um, gosh, I mean, probably Pajot's four goals. I'm being unselfish here. Uh, I want you, your be. game. No, I, you asking me to be somebody I'm not be selfish. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, gosh. The first game in Toronto, you know, I got Colorado gear on. Um, we get in, like I said, I flew in, landed at seven o'clock at night, backed up halfway through the first. Then we fly to Toronto, no morning skate. I haven't skated with the guys, nothing. Don't even know anybody. And we win one nothing uh, in Toronto in a shootout, I think it was. Hmm. That, okay. that one was pretty wicked. Not out the first um, night, eh? Yeah. I was coming off of like, I had. Gosh, I mean, I had like an 850 save percentage in Colorado coming to Ottawa. You know what I mean? So, like, dude, I was like in the dumpster. I was in the dumpster. <laughs> I was like on the verge of being not in the league anymore. Yeah. Um, and, you know, strung together, you know, whatever, 15, 15, 17 games there at the end, uh, which kind of catalysted the whole 10 years, you know. Exactly. That, that yeah. was the start of it. Yeah. 
sometimes you need a fresh start, fresh look. Yeah. Just to kind of get your mind right. I think that's the difference between good seasons and bad seasons is just having the right mindset. And then once you get in playoffs, again, it's a mindset. Um, things, everything kind of gets elevated and, you know, that's, that's where you go. Did you think you were going to last in Ottawa? Cause I, so um, I can, when I, when they traded for you, I remember talking to Rick Walmsley, I believe as a goalie coach. And I was like, Walmer, like, what's the deal here? He's like, we don't know what we've got. We, we've, we know that Colorado wanted to make a change. We don't know exactly who he is or what he is. Uh, did you feel that? No, I know. I like, I know my agent was good. Knew Brian Murray really well. Um, you know, when I spoke to him, he's like, this is your opportunity. Just kind of go out there and play and do your thing. Uh, and let me take care of everything else. And that was, you know, pretty much it. But like a change of scenery was a fresh start, right? A new first impression. Um, you know, I think sometimes over the course of my career, I'm sure, Bobby, you've probably gone through it as well, as you get in a rut and you rub everybody the wrong way, some way, shape, or form. Yeah. And it's just, it's not you. It's not who you are. It's just, it's that mood that you get into. And it's, yeah. a lot of guys, some guys can hide it really well. Some guys can't. I mean, I wore my emotions on my sleeve. And when I was pissed off, everybody knew about it. They rubbed everybody the wrong way. And then, you know, before you know it, you're, you're in a vicious uh, snowball effect of uh, negativity. Um, and yeah. being, getting out of Colorado was, you know, the breakup of the snowball that had happened over the course of that year. So, and then, you know, it happened from time to time in Ottawa, um, you know, but having a long-term deal or having a fresh season, you can kind of, you know, start fresh. You know, when you get a new coach, it's a time for a new fresh, you know, first first impression. Um, that's kind of how you have to – that's how I kind of perceived all the coaching changes or the change of, you know, uh, change of scenery when you change team to team. There were a few coaching changes. By the way, when you came into Ottawa, you uh, 11-5-1, 939, and a 205 goals against in your final 18 games um, That'll work. that season. Um, did you find that – like, was there a co few coaches that you just didn't see eye-to-eye -eye with? And the other – I'll follow that up with coaches say they don't tend to talk to the goalies. Was there coaches that just didn't talk to you? No, I got along with most of my coaches. Um, I would say, I mean, you, you deal a lot with the goalie coaches uh, on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, I would say my last year in Colorado was a tough one. We were a goalie coach. The year before was Jocelyn Tebow. Joss was uh, a roommate of mine on the road when I broke into the league with Chicago. So, like, you know, he was like the uncle, right? Like, when we talked goaltending, when he came in, uh, he'd come in for like a week or two out of the month, right? So when he'd come in, you'd do video, you'd chat, like everything was positive. Oh, it's great. You know, you're doing awesome. Uh, the season was going the way, you know, everyone was kind of planning. The next year they hired Kirk McLean and, you know, he came in, you know, the same thing. Like he'd come in once a month, you know, for a week and all the video was negative. Oh, this guy scores. Oh, hit the crossbar. If that guy scores, it's a bad goal. If this happens, it's a bad goal. Everything was negative. And then he and I got into it one time on the phone and he was like, well, you got to find a way to win. Like, even if it's eight, eight, seven, like it's not 1985 anymore. Like yeah. you got to figure out how to not give up eight goals, you know, like, cause we were just, we were, we were in, we were in a bad place. And then, um, you know, Joe Sacco was the head coach and he was trying to talk to me and try to figure things out. And like, he rubbed me the wrong way. And then, you know, a week later, 
I was in Ottawa. Um, that's kind of how that all played out. But it was just a matter of, you know, you're not seeing eye, eye to eye with the coach. I mean, I remember having a conversation with, with Joe. Uh, we were on the road. I, I don't remember where we were. And he's like, I just, I need you to steal us a win. We got, we got to get in the win column. You got to steal us a win. I mean, that's, I mean, you talk to any goalie coach. I mean, if you got a goalie coach there, a full-time basis, he would never have let that conversation happen, right? Like, you just don't put that kind of pressure on a goalie. You just let it happen. Like, those yeah. games just happen, and they, they happen not because you, you're trying too hard. It just happens, like, you just black out and it happens. Um, but to try to put that stress on a guy. That's a lot. It's like, a, yeah, it's like, hey, Bobby, we need a hat trick. You got to go score three tonight and, <laughs> yeah, and make go sure get we win three, two. Yeah, like, you just, you just don't say those things, you know? Um, you know, I think he learned his lesson too. I mean, he's still in the league as an assistant coach. And I know Johnny Lyles, um, who was in Colorado with me and, you know, he had Joe as a head coach and an assistant and he goes, I loved him as an assistant. I didn't like him as a head. So, um, you know, everybody kind of, you know, finds their niche and, and, you know, Joe's obviously a good coach. He's still in the league. Um, just, it wasn't his fit to be the head guy in Colorado. You uh, yeah, cause you lost your last six game decisions before being traded to Toronto, or at least the team did. Um, that's a that's a tough haul, right? The last game was Calgary. The guys lost nine to one. You didn't start that game. I don't um, remember. <laughs> the, what what have you done with all your masks? And you must. They are yeah, they're at my warehouse. I got most of them. I probably have I don't know ninety percent of them. Maybe missing one or two. I know I'm missing well, at least one. But did you you gave one to? Brian Murray's wife, right? Did you give her Correct. that mask? Yes. Yes, I, I gave her one, but that one was an extra one. It didn't fit right. So I wore it a little bit, and then we had another one remade. Oh, okay. So I gave her that one. I know Scotty Allegrino took one, uh, or I gave him one. <laughs> wait, Shocker. wait, 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 wait. <laughs> I, I think I gave him one. you say took one, did you give I, him one? <laughs> I gave him one. Uh, <laughs> He's got a mask too, eh? I think I think it ended up on eBay somewhere. Maybe the Apple guy got it. He ended up with the new Apple, uh, you know, laptop out of it. I don't know, really sure. Um, but yeah, I think there was only one that went missing. Um, like I said, I think he asked, but it wasn't really an ask. It was like, "Hey, man, yeah. can I have this mask?" Okay, yeah, all right. Um, well, whatever, you know. Yeah. I, think, I took this I mask think, home. I hope it's okay. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I don't know. I, I don't like I don't like talking bad about anybody, um, but I think you know I think obviously you guys know some history that I may or yep. may not know as well. Um, <laughs> but I think I, I think I have most of them um, for the most part. And so, will you do something with them? I mean, they're on a shelf. Does that count as doing something with them? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, but, display them. Oh, you can. What do you do with a mask? Wear it. Well, I, it says when you like yeah. at a warehouse, it just doesn't sound very. But so, that's where you have your but you have yes. your racing set up there, correct? So when I say warehouse, yeah. So my buddy and I we've we've got a company that runs out of my warehouse. I've got two warehouses now. One's a smaller one with a baseball cage. The other one the company takes care of. They rent it all. We put our cars there. We've got pinball, we've got racing simulators, we've got pool table, we've got you know, big screen TV shelves. It's a pictures. man cave on steroids. It's cool. a man cave on steroids. I'll yeah. see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've been I've been dying for a golf simulator, but it's tough to to sell that in Florida. Yeah. Um, but if it was up in North, maybe you could. But anyway, so yeah, so I've got pretty much everything over there. Um, you know, and I took all the helmets out of a, of a bag and put them on the shelf, and you know, I got some pads hanging and whatnot. But yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know what you're supposed to do with that stuff. 
I, I don't either. But I, I always thought just goalie masks were that's the one piece of equipment in the National Hockey League that's really it's cool, right? It's so personal. Uh, it just it's it's neat what people come up with. So I always like seeing them displayed. Yeah, I think the outdoor mask is at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Um, huh? So I mean, like, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Did you have a favorite? I really liked your Buffalo stuff. Um, do I have a favorite? No, not really. Okay. I don't know. Okay. I won't, I won't ask any more difficult questions. Um, <laughs> the, uh, do you, who is your least favorite goalie partner? Hmm. Oh, like, yeah, this is a hard one. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you just asked me to throw guys under the bus right now. Like, come on. Yeah. Um, Gosh, I don't know. Robin, okay, so I'm only going to, Robin Leonard was known to be difficult per se. I'm wondering if the two, but I think the two of you got along fairly well. I don't think, yeah, you you couldn't put a better person with a Robin than Andy though. That was the complete opposite. I mean, after he was done hunting me, I think we were good. Yeah. Um, (laughs) You don't remember that? You remember that interview or no? No. Yeah, Robin. Robin. As soon as I got traded there, Robin had an interview where he, where he said he hunts goalies, and that was kind of like the running <laughs> joke between me and Jerry. It was like, "Oh, how's the hunter doing?" You know. Um, That's awesome. But anyways, yeah, like no, Robin was fine. Like he and I got along. I, I think the only guy that uh, you know, when you're early in your career and you're battling for 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 playing time, you're battling for call ups. I think that would probably be the the only time that I really had you know, some friction with a guy after that, it's, you know, fair enough. Once you get established, uh, once you, 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 you're fine, but yeah, it's, I think it's that young guy. Like if you're, if you're the, you know, that first call up as a player and the other guy that's getting called up, like you're not going to become best friends with, with a guy that's another centerman that's trying to get called up over you. Like yeah, you're friends, but you're not really friends. Like, cause you don't, right. you know, you want to be the one that gets called up. Like, I think that's, and that's where when you put two young goalies together, I think that's when you have an issue. Um, you, you stagger them a little bit. I, don't, I think you have less of an issue. Uh, do you have a favorite then? Um, I think dealing with Eric Comrie this last two, last season was was good. I mean, you know, he reminds me a lot of Peter Budai. Super positive, works really hard. Um, everybody loves him. Always has something positive to say. Um, you know, those are the type of guys that, you know, when guy knows their role and they're, they're you know, obviously Eric and Peter, when I had them, they, they want to be starters, they, they, but they also understand that they've been in the league for as long as they have as backups. They, they're there because they're such good guys. And, and when their opportunity arises and the opportunity is there, you know, it's their job now to take it, but they've given themselves every opportunity to get that opportunity because of the way they, they handle themselves and the way they're around the guys. Uh, just a couple other questions before I let you go. And that is, um, is there one player who, if you could, you would have fought <laughs> drove you so nuts that you wanted to take one swing? No, not that I know of. No, I was going to say, you're asking, you know who you're asking, right? Uh, I, I, mean, I well, couldn't I, punch myself out of a wet paper bag. So, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I don't, I mean, you get, you get heated in them. I mean, I think there's, there's more times I wanted to punch the referees. 
um, for, for lack of goalie interference calls or whatever it might have been. But I don't know. I mean, you know, it is what it is. I don't okay. think, I think everyone is, when you're in the heat of the moment, you're playing a game, I mean, that's when the, the competitive nature comes out. But at the end of the day, I mean, if we all decide, I mean, there's not probably not one guy that I wouldn't play golf with or go have a beer with in the league. I mean, it just, it's just the way the game is. Okay. Um, bef- I want to know who you picked to win the Stanley Cup. Gosh. Uh, you're a, I'm you're gonna, a Florida I'm, I'm, guy. You play I'm for jump, the Panthers. I'm jumping on the Floridian back on the, on the okay. Floridian uh, bandwagon here. Are you going uh, to any of the games? I've been the game three of every round. Okay, so you're gonna go back so, for three for sure. We'll go back for three for sure, maybe four. I don't know. I got. I know I'm going to. I'll be in Georgia with uh, Jake for his baseball tournament uh, for game six. So okay, that ain't happening. Do you, do you call up Luongo and say, hey, uh, can I sit in the alumni box? No, Buddy? no. Our the, the guys at the office. We've got a we've got uh, we've got a box that we have got tickets to. Okay. So we just jump in there. Nice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. I appreciate your time, Andy. That's it. Uh, well, I, I could talk to you more, but you don't want to give me any answers. That's that's it know? for me. <laughs> <laughs> see you, Andy. <laughs> right. I'll see you guys next week. Hey. You've done your hour. All right. Uh, thank you, uh, by the way, from the fans here in Ottawa. Uh, yeah, we did like you, you were phenomenal for a decade, and I don't know. I I think you were finally appreciated more once you uh, had left, but you were definitely uh, the backbone of that team for. Well, 10 years. Sometimes you don't know what you got until you lose it. (laughs) It's very true. What a party. So (laughs) enjoy the the golf carts, and uh, we appreciate your time, my friend. All right. Sounds good. Thank you. I'll see you in a couple months, buddy. All right. He's out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He had no time left for you. No, I, well, Uh, you know what? I, I just, I just put in a RSVP to his retirement party. So I, I knew where he was going with that, but I'll be down there. Uh, I'll be the sober guy at all the, uh, at all the events for the, for the weekend with Andy. Is it, do you end up back at the man cave? Cause you, I would just hang it there. It's at a hotel. Um, okay. I don't know what the plans are. Um, and, and they're doing a good job cause they hid the guest list. So you're not, you know, you have no idea uh, who's going. So, um, I'm looking forward to it though. I'm going to book flights this weekend and I'm looking forward to getting down and supporting my buddy. I'm going to check my email. I must be in my junk folder, the invite. So, <laughs> Make sure uh, yeah, he, he put you in spam. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Before we go uh, back to Botano for a sec, we are going to make our Stanley cup predictions. Yorkie's already given us his, uh, he is going with the Vegas golden Knights to win this Stanley cup final. Uh, Bob, uh, you went a perfect two and zero in round three. I did. Uh, yeah. So you and Yorkie are, I think are tied uh in wins okay yep so uh throughout the playoffs so do you have now you'd have to go with florida in order to perhaps beat him but who do you think are you going to go with mark stone or anthony duclair and colin white in florida uh Uh, boy which teammate do you not like the most i actually like all the guys that (laughs) is it it's stoner duclair and whitey right and there's, well, there's Michael Amadio that people don't remember played for the Ottawa Senators, but yeah. uh, he's in Vegas. And then I got, I got Stalzy down in, but honestly, I was looking at guys and I'm like, God, I played with somebody everywhere, right? Um, mm-hmm. Somewhere else along the way. But Stalzy, I, I, I'd really like to see Stalzy win just because he's been in the league so long and, and it might Which be. Which one? Uh, Mark. Oh, well, Eric too, but he's, <laughs> he's already won. So 
Uh, I just, I really like the depth that I saw out of Vegas last round. And it just depends to me on which Bob shows up. That's, that is the big question. And I'm going to take the hot hand. I love Matthew Kachuk. I think the Florida Panthers are big. They're heavy. Their fourth line's been okay. The D's been. I, I'm going with um, Vegas. Sorry, I'm going with Florida. Just I'm going to ride it with Andy. I I think it's a. Flo- I, I don't know why you would go against Florida at the moment. The only reason I say that is the way that Burbovsky's playing. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. As they always say, goaltending wins you championships. I will pick Florida as well. Uh, I love it. I hate, I hate to go against Mark Stone. I do too, uh, but. I, I just think South Florida is going to get their first cup this year. It, problem with Cinderella stories, Wally, is that they 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 always eventually lose. But I don't think this is the case this year. I think they're going to get it done. I just I, 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 Matthew Kachuk's playing another level. Barkov's got another gear he can go to. I love Verhage. Um, okay, think, so then you've got Jack Eichel, Mark Stone. Yeah, no, no, no. Alex Petrangelo. No doubt, Vegas is deeper. Um, but I no, I'm 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 just going with them. I'm just going with them. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, we are back Monday, Bob. Uh, I'm going to assume Yorkie's back to, <laughs> I don't know. You guys just tell me when you want to work. I guess that's how it works. And then eventually I'll figure out which show you guys will host without me. Deal. All right. Enjoy your weekend. Hey, everybody. Thanks for watching. We appreciate it. Uh, Thank you very much, guys. We'll see you on Monday. It's coming in hot. Brought to you by Botano. Go to Botano.ca. Coming in hot is brought to you by Botano.ca. Please hit that like button and subscribe to our channel to never miss an episode.